When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Houghton. Welcome back, everybody. It is Scott Goldbranson. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. How are you doing in your week so far? It's halfway there, folks. Yes, halfway to more football on Sunday. Big Sunday night football game, by the way. Raiders hosting the Steelers. The Steelers beat the Browns on Monday night. Controversial call there, although I don't think it was that controversial. I don't think he could have ever caught the ball. Now, did Porter Jr. hold the receiver? Yes, 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 but... Guess what? He wouldn't have been able to catch the ball anyway. Anyway, we're here to talk about Raiders football. And of course, again, Steelers rolling into Allegiant Stadium on Sunday night. Sunday night football is back. Sorry. There you go. Crazy sound effects, right? Wacky DJ. Of course, um, the Raiders now one and one. The the loss in Buffalo. Are you guys over it yet? Is my is my point. I, I, by judging by my conversations online, no. The answer is no. Everybody still wants everyone fired. It's not realistic, but but there's questions to be asked. Of course, yesterday on our show, we talked about Patrick Graham. We talked about the defense. And oh, by the way, many of you still not recognizing the offense is not doing well. A couple conversations I had, people were like, well, that's because the defense. No called complimentary football look up complimentary football if you're not familiar with it the term what it means because that's the issue with the Raiders yes the defense and the offense by the way both losing at the line of scrimmage can't do that against Pittsburgh if you're going to have any shot whatsoever but I'm here today to to guide you instead through the dynamic landscape of Raider conversations and internal strife amongst Raider Nation. Yes, for as much as Raider Nation is a family and you defend the heck out of each other and your team, boy, is it brutal on those Twitter streets out there, x.com streets now, I guess. But I want to dissect an issue that has become and has been, let's face it, it has been for a long time, and we knew it would continue to be, Mo and I talked about it on the show a lot during the summer, an issue, a hot topic, 
And that's the ceaseless de- debate revolving around Derek Carr. Yes. Yes, he's not on the Raiders anymore. Why are you talking about him? He's not even on the Raiders anymore. Good question. It seems the echoes of his tenure continue to reverberate within Raider Nation. Discussions, arguments that often, I mean often, I mean all you got to do is just spend some time online every day, spiral into vitriol and heated debates at best. But we're going to navigate this topic from from more of an analytical standpoint. I'm going to try to take out the emotion. I know that's tough because as fans, you should be emotional. It's your team. You love your team. And in Raider Nation, nobody loves their team more, in my view. And so I get the emotional opinion. But we're going to try to examine it from that analytical point of view and the implications it has on Raider Nation and their perception of the team's future. Because there is something there. Now, we know Derek Carr has become synonymous with the Raiders over the years. I mean, he was their quarterback for nine years. He carved out a significant chapter in the franchise's history. There's no denying that. Once a Raider, always a Raider, blah, 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 right? It's true, though. I'm not trying to dismiss the importance of it. I'm just saying that's the truth. While his contributions were substantial, right? I mean, you, they, listen, he gave fans, he gave Raider Nation exhilaration in moments and sometimes frustration. We all know this. This is why it's such a polarizing topic. He could do so much, but then at other times frustrate people. But with his departure, you kind of have to now, in retrospect, recalibrate your lens People who focus on the past too much lose touch with what's going on and happening for the future. And so I think if you're a fan, because I was watching the New Orleans game on Monday night against the Carolina Panthers and Derek Carr, it was like, same Derek Carr. Now, the Saints won that game thanks to a couple big throws by Derek Carr, by the way, he also had a very ugly interception. And again, Raider Nation knows this. This is the whole point of exhilaration followed by frustration. But still, if you're looking back and you're concerned with what Derek Carr's doing, then you're not focused on what's going forward, in my view. When you look at sports, evolution is always inevitable. Teams go through phases. They restructure, they rebuild, and to do that, they sometimes say goodbye to players who meant a lot to people or were around a lot or maybe were polarizing or that not everybody agreed on. They were fixtures in the lineup. But I get it. Listen, especially for Raider Nation over the years, it's... It's an aspect of being a fan, which is this kind of cyclical nature and, and, and being a little bit cynical because of what's happened over the years. But because of that cyclical nature, with that in mind, it seems reasonable, in my view, 
to propose to you today that fixating on Derek Carr's departure, why, what, how, and what he's doing now might not be the most productive way (laughs) for you to engage in discussions with your fellow members of Raider Nation, other fans. Again, looking at this from an analytical perspective, you might disagree with me, and that's totally cool. Whatever. I'm putting it out there. If you disagree, you can tell me, which you usually do. But, it look, I mean, everybody has a different point of view, all of them valuable. But if you're looking forward and you want to talk about your team, the performance of a team, as we know, is complex. I mean, if you think about it, everybody, there's, there's, there's like um, an interplay of numerous elements from the kind of synergy among players to the coaching strategies. Therefore, you can't attribute success or failure of the Raiders in this coming season to the absence of one individual, i.e. Derek Carr. That'd be too simplistic and somewhat misguided. But what's concerning to me, and again, you can do whatever the heck you want with your time, right? It's your time, not mine. I'm just giving you an analytical view here. So stay with me. But this trend that has emerged, one where a segment of the fan base seems fixated and engaged in it, like this, 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 this continuous loop of debates and arguments attempting to um, like ascertain the merits or the, the demerits of Carr's tenure and departure. Now, this discussion, while I get it, I mean, it's really, if you think about it, right, let's break it down to the base, it's rooted in a deep passion and loyalty for your Raiders. But that deep passion and loyalty, believe it or not, can sometimes overshadow the broader developments that are happening. So instead of focusing on what's going on now, and yes, I know they're coming off a big loss, you're focused on everything that's happened and has happened in the past and why it happened and is it great that it happened and what is he doing now that he's gone? It's like obsessing over an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, wife, husband, whatever. And it's just not healthy in my view. So we'll continue talking about this. I want to close this out, this analysis of this car wars, never-ending car wars debate here on Silver and Black Blitz from Silver and Black today. Do us a favor, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We will be back tomorrow, by the way, with a full show. Jarrett Bailey will be with us as well as former NFL fullback, Johnny Stanton to talk to us about the Raiders running game. This is Scott Cobrance. We'll be back right after this break. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, we're back. We're talking about the car wars. Yeah, I know it's clowny. It's clowny, but it still continues. And we knew it's so funny going back to shows after Derek Carr was let go and the Raiders moved on. Mo and I talked about how this would be a huge thing all year round. Now, we thought it would be much more media driven because it makes sense. Like, oh, well, here's what he did. He was nine years with the Raiders. So, of course, you're going to compare to what happened. Right. So. So we'll have to see. What the media does, although watching the, the, the Monday night game, of course, they talked about his time with the Raiders, but they didn't fixate on it more. So it seems like those of you in Raider Nation are. And that's what I was talking about, how this this passion and loyalty you have for your team sometimes can, I think, get in the way of thinking through what's happening in the future versus what happened in the past. So here's where I want to take this conversation before we say goodbye to you on this, on this edition of the Silver and Black Blitz for the next few minutes, and that is, what is gained from these relentless debates? At, tell me, tell me. Please educate me. I'm an idiot, I guess, because I don't understand what's at stake here. Derek Carr's an idiot. Derek Carr's the best thing that's since sliced bread. Okay, so you have a difference of opinion. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. You can, you're totally, you're entitled to your opinion. If I disagree with it, I don't mind telling you I disagree with it, but it's yours. You own it. But again, what is gained by this relentless debate? Are you winning a trophy? Are you winning cash? Are you winning some kind of street cred on X.com that I'm unaware exists? I mean, honestly, somebody out there tell me, does it, when, when you one up a car hater or you one up a car stand in social media, do you like sleep better at night? Is it, is it like, do you go tell your kids, hey, look what dad did? Or do you tell your wife, hey, honey, ooh, you find me sexy because I just, Destroyed that guy on Derek Carr on Twitter? I don't know. You tell me. I'm just trying to get at it here. And again, as I said, it's a testament to fervent loyalty of this fan base. But I, I argue again that it's fostering division and discord and it's diverting attention from what's happening now. Now, I heard a lot of you after the Buffalo game, of course, about the issues with the current team. So so if you're not in this crazy, endless loop of car debates, then you understand what I'm saying here and you're looking at it differently like I am. And you know the team has got problems. It's in the middle of a rebuild. We know about the defense. We know about the offense struggling, all that kind of stuff. That, that's where we should be discussing it. And, and a lot of you do. But that should be the forefront of the discussion. The forefront of the discussion shouldn't be the former quarterback. And again, I, I'm not saying this is like 70% of Raider Nation that's doing this or anything like that. But as you go into this new chapter of the Raiders, it's more prudent to channel the excitement, the enthusiasm, the energy, and even the anger and disappointment towards more of a united front that supports sort of where you think the team should be in its current configuration. 
And I think the true testament of, of a really great and resilient fan base. I mean, who's more resilient than Raider Nation for all that you've been through? But the, the, the true testament of that is the ability to adapt and rally behind the team, even in the face of change. Now, I know there's a lot of folks out there. I don't understand why they're still fans. And look, I was an NFL fan. I grew up in San Diego. I grew up as a Charger fan. And there's some people out there who still try to use that against me, even though I've covered the Raiders for seven years. And I've never, ever <laughs> said anything positive about the Chargers. So who cares? And of course, the basis of that is a former college friend who, who is no longer considered a friend leaked out pictures of me way back when I first started this show out of some sort of jealousy or spite because I was, I was covering the Raiders. But anyway, I, but I, they moved from San Diego, and so I knew that was happening back in 2014, way, way before I started doing Silver and Black today. And, and so I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm just done with this team. Ownership sucks. They're moving it to LA. I grew up watching them, all that stuff. Okay, okay so I was just done. And, and you can think that's wrong, right, or indifferent. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But I didn't stick around and just want to complain and complain and complain. So I see some of you out there, and I'm not sure why you're Raider fans any longer. Because there's nothing positive or there's nothing constructive. I don't say you have to always be positive. You can, be, you can have constructive criticism. I have lots of discussions with people online who are angry about certain things, angry about the coach, angry about the talent level. But they do it. They're focused on the future. But there's this ebb and flow in the sport, and you have to roll with it. The grand narrative of the Raiders' journey is one thing. But you have to adapt, and you have to focus on what's coming, not what's been. Now, you want to compare the court quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and say he's doing this, he's doing that. Fine. What is he doing well? What is he not doing well? That's the discussion. The discussion isn't Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, when Derek Carr was there. No, it's not. It doesn't do anything. Derek Carr's not coming back if you're a big Derek Carr fan. Nothing wrong with that. But if he, he's not coming back. So if you want to rub it in the nose of the Raiders, then why be a fan of them? I mean, then you're a fan of a player. It was totally legitimate. Nothing wrong with that. But to me, this whole car wars debate just it just it's just endless but it's not productive and it's not creating any unity amongst the greatest and most loyal fan base there is in football so take that for what it's worth if you don't like it i don't care i'm just giving you an analytical approach here to it but i'd love to hear from you so give me your comments about how does this move forward how do people focus on forward looking even if it's, if it's negative, look, even if you're not happy with where the Raiders are, which most of you aren't, that's fine. But it's that you're talking about the future and how they get better. You're not talking about a player who's gone and not coming back and has nothing to do with the team anymore. Really fascinating stuff. But anyway, thanks for uh, listening to the Silver and Black Blitz today on Hump Day. Reminder, tomorrow, Jarrett Bailey joins us, covers the NFL, covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll be with us on our Thursday show, as will Johnny Stanton, former NFL fullback, played with the Vikings and the Browns. 
He also happens to be a fellow rebel like me. Yes, he went to UNLV. He was a quarterback at UNLV, actually. We're going to ask him about the Raiders running game. What What's causing the issues so far that he can see, of course, from the outside perspective, but we'll talk with Johnny, Mo, and I will as well. So do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. And we certainly appreciate you being with us today. And remember, Raider Nation, love one another, even when you're mad at each other. And most importantly, stay frosty.